So today we're going to be talking about how to have a happy home in an unhappy world. And I know that you mentioned earlier that it's the atmosphere in which we live. I mean, we want to create a better atmosphere in our homes. So what do you mean by atmosphere? We like to share practically speaking and we would class ourselves as earnest parents you know i know there's very many different kinds of parents some parents are just casual some are very intense some are laid back certainly we're not laid back and we found ourselves becoming more and more intense in our parenting don't do this you must do that and we realized that home the joy of the christian home was disappearing under a mass of do's and don'ts and it suddenly dawned on us one day, well, I shouldn't say it suddenly dawned on us, it dawned on us after, it, it came suddenly, but we were praying for a long time, Lord, there is something missing in our family. What is it? I mean, many people looking in from the outside would think that we had a family, you know, with our two young children that had it made, but we knew behind closed doors that it was, it was a lot of chastisement of the children, a lot of coaxing them in the right direction, a lot of, um, you know, the firmer measures. Mm -hmm. And we realized something must be missing. And finally, it dawned on us what was missing was what we now call sunshine. And when we started thinking about sunshine, we mean by that happiness, cheerfulness, kindness, contentment, all those things that you just associate with a, a sunny day and then we began to realize that the atmosphere in our home and i know because of the many people that we've spoken to the atmosphere in in many homes is more cloudy um you want to explain what i mean by cloudy just the life going on negative discussions or negative attitudes, but no cheerfulness, no happiness, no joy, just mm. kind of life blah kind of happening. Just like a cloudy day. Yeah. And then uh, I imagine there's some very stormy homes out there too. Yes. Hear about. Well, we began to realize how much home atmosphere paralleled the atmosphere of the heavens out there. And we're all very familiar with talking about the weather, but how much do we look at the atmosphere that actually happens in our homes on an everyday basis? And we began to see the parallels between those two. Yeah, because you, know, you have a cloudy day and it's really, it's, it's not a bad day, but it's not a good day, it's just a cloudy day. And that can be the same in a home. I mean, it wasn't a bad day. It wasn't a good day, it was just one of those blah days. But then if you get lots of clouds, you end up with a storm and in the atmosphere in the atmosphere but also in the home and we have had that where the clouds get thicker and thicker and the sun and now you know which sun i'm talking about here the yes. son of god the, the sun gets blocked out by all those selfish clouds and the, the clouds get thicker and then there starts to be clashing of clouds thunder and sparks and loud noises <laughs> and this this is very typical even in christian homes and now when we go to church, of course, you know, happy Sabbath and good to see you and, you know, everything's nice. But what we're trying to focus on here in, in our Issues and Answers together is what goes on behind closed doors, the atmosphere at home. And of course, if you have a storm, most oftentimes you get rain with that as well. And we have had it. We have had the rain of tears 
coming down our cheeks or maybe down the cheeks of our children if, if we've spoken harshly to them and we think, I really shouldn't have said that. And, you know, I might see my little daughter with a tear in the corner of her eye and that was a real wake-up call for me. We need, by God's grace, to have sunshine at home, not all these clouds, not all these storms. Amen. I like the analogies that you're using, but let's go a little bit further. You've described some of the atmospheres. What do you mean when we talk about a sunshiny home? Give us some practical examples of what a sunshiny home is all about. A sunshiny home is really not complicated to understand theoretically or uh, intellectually. And it might seem nothing in comparison, but when it's experienced in the home, it's a whole different um, atmosphere. What we mean by sunshine is just kindness. Well, that's, oh, we all know about kindness. Let's move on. Oh, but we could spend hours just mm -hmm. talking about the practical how-tos of kindness or um, being considerate one to another, being tender-hearted like you read in Ephesians when we started. Yes. Or courtesy. Courtesy, just common Speaking courtesy. Speaking in a courteous way. We do it to a stranger, but do we do it in our own homes? You know, I was just getting ready to say that mm. often people are much more kind, courteous, and patient with strangers than they are with those they love the most and are living with at home. We let our guard down at home too easily. And there, there's almost a formal politeness. Oh, hello, how are you? Good to see you. Haven't seen you for a while. That's fine. You know, that, that's real life. But then, you know, to turn around to the children, children, will you please be quiet? I mean, what, there's a, if we can have enough of the Lord to be pleasant to people that we see once a week or once a month, then surely for those very people that share the same roof with us, the same home, we should be seeking the Lord for um, a kinder, more considerate way of having interrelations in the home. How, how are some ways, give us some examples of a sunshiny home. Well, and even before I do that, I want to encourage our viewers that we don't share this because we live in wall-to-wall -wall sunshine 24-7. We're talking about reality of our home. That's why we came, came to this realization because of our own need. And no, sunshine does not shine 24-7 in our home, though by God's grace we know it can, and we're striving for it too. But we are very aware of our need, and we begin mm -hmm. to realize that if we feel this, we know that our viewers do too, and that's why we want to share. Mm -hmm. So some of the practicals are just things like, for example, my husband goes down to the ASI convention once a year, and when he's gone for that week sometimes that it may take to get there and back and be there, he likes to leave some of his sunshine behind. And one particular time, I'll never forget it, I didn't know if he'd left notes or cards or what he'd done, but on this occasion, he'd taken a pencil, just a regular lead pencil, and he'd gone around in my kitchen and everything that was white plastic had a heart drawn on it in pencil. Yeah. The microwave, the toaster, the kettle, the dishwasher, the blender, and I kept finding these hearts wherever I went in my kitchen. What did that do for me? It buoyed up my spirits, put a smile on my face every time. And you know, I left them there for at least six months. <laughs> I didn't erase them, it was so precious. Yes. And when the children would see it, what message did it give to us? Daddy loves us, Amen. Daddy's thinking of us. It was just something as simple, cost no money whatsoever, just a little bit of time. 
Or maybe it's things like something that we really enjoy doing together as a family is canning together. And just a couple of years ago, we bought like 250 pounds of apples and we canned applesauce. It would have killed me to do it on my own. Yes. <laughs> you know, and never could I have done it with just the children, but we did it as a family together. It brought joy into the family. Yes, it was hard work, but we're still eating that applesauce right now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it was just a fun thing to do together. I remember another occasion. See, what we're trying to share here is just simple, practical things. Don't, don't do just the exact same thing yeah. we do. We're just trying to stimulate the thought that we can come outside of our little box of normal life and think of those in our household. One time I was, I was coming out of my office, which is in the basement of our home, and my children were outside playing in the snow. As I shared, we live up in the northwest corner of Montana, and winter can see the snow long and thick. And so you have to make something fun out of all that fluffy stuff. Yes. <laughs> and so what we did was we, the snow was about two or three feet thick down one bank on our property. And I took the time to get the snow shovel out and make some chutes down the steeper parts. And, you know, they were quite high. So the, the snow was, you know, two feet high on the, the side of these chutes. And then we got the sled and I took my children and I pushed them down that thing. We actually made a little jump at the bottom. Now, it took me time. I, I have a desk that is always piled with things to do. But if I don't, if I just spend all my life trying to clear my desk, then by the time I'm 60, if the Lord hasn't come, my children will be married and gone and I will never really have known them or had the opportunity to bring some sunshine into their life. So it's only a miracle, I can tell you, because it's not natural. But as I went outside, I thought, I can spend an hour with the children. So we made these snowshoots. We went down them. We made the jump. We made the jump bigger. And they were flying through the air. Then we wanted me to get the video camera on them. And <laughs> it, was, it was a time that we still talk about to this day. You, shall we do the snowshoots again this year? But it binds their little hearts to ours. And mm. it brings sunshine. Just simple sunshine into the home. Or it might be as simple as lying on the rug with your little boy pushing trucks around or playing Legos. Something that brings sunshine to each other but to them as well. And it might only be five minutes here and ten minutes there, but what it creates when you're consistent with it is a cheerful, contented and happy atmosphere in the home. And that's what our burden was. We realized that often we're thinking about prophecy, things that are going to happen in the future to the neglect of the present. That's very good. We're never going to be part of the future unless we concentrate on creating the present to meet the future. Amen. Amen. So why do you think that so many homes lack the sunshine? What's the root cause? It's, it's the same old problem that plagues us everywhere we go. It's that selfish old man, the <laughs> carnal nature. And it's just not natural, at least not for this father and this mother, to say, oh, I've got a hundred things to do, but never mind, I'm just going to kick back and play with the children. You know, maybe some will find that natural, but for me, it's just not natural. So it's that old carnal man. He stops us being cheerful. He stops us being helpful. And what happens is we tend to get focused on me and my agenda. And I've got this to do and, you know, children, if only you understand. Well, I think it's us that needs to understand a little mm. more of what goes in. 
I mean, it, for anything that we do in life, it takes effort. If somebody wants to get a business off the ground, yes. it's, it's, it's known by everybody who's going to have to put in a couple of years of really going at it to get that off the ground. Well, what about a Christian home? If we really want our Christian family to, to fly and to be a shining light, then we have got to seek the Lord to give us the grace to bring that into the family in a tangible way. It, it won't just happen. One thing that I appreciate both about you, um, both Carolyn and Paul, is that you are very practical and you like to put things into practical terms. So what are some practical how-tos for families who are watching now that say this makes sense and we want a little more sunshine in our life? Taking the time as a family to consider the subject of the atmosphere in the home. You know, we are, as we've said, we are, as Christians, we think about what is coming before us in this world, but do we really think about what's going to happen today in our homes? And we began to be very sensitive to that. And so I would encourage our viewers, spend time as a family, sit down together as a family and talk about what is it like in our home? Do we like what it's like? And if we don't, what steps are all of us going to take together to start to change that? And that was something that was really practical in our home, and so we'd like to encourage that. You remember well, there was one time that uh, we do that fairly regular. We sit down mm -hmm. as a family. We call it family board meetings. <laughs> you know, all businesses and schools, they have a board, and I sit on, you know, several boards, and it's... I thought, well, how come we're organizing everything else and we're not organizing our own family? So I instituted family board meetings. I'm the chairman. My nine-year-old daughter has seeking for that position, but I told her she'll never have it. <laughs> she can bring, she can be the secretary maybe, but she's not going to be the chairman. So I, and one evening we were talking about family atmosphere and what we wanted, what we found was happening is we all liked the idea and we all did it occasionally, but it was, the experience was escaping us on a regular basis. So Carolyn, I think, asked the question, what can we do to help remind us? And then we came up with this idea of a box. It was a heart-shaped box. And every time somebody did something loving in the family, maybe, you know, one of the children did something for the parents or, or whatever, anyway, they would put a foam-shaped heart in the box. Well, as we were thinking about that, now we're in our family board meeting trying to figure out a name for this box. We can't just call it the box. And so we're thinking of the sunshine box or or the, the heart box, the love box. And all of a sudden, uh, he was six at the time, our six-year-old son says, Daddy, let's call it the sunshine love box. That's it. That's what we'll call it. So now it sits in our home, sits on the, the coffee table, the convenience table. And as soon as we instituted this, we have little children, remember this. And we've, been, we've shared this at some of our family camp meetings. We've had mothers come back to us and say, our teenagers. And teenagers themselves. Yeah, enjoy such a simple thing. Now what happens is every time we do something kind, we put it in the box. And when the box is full, we do something very special as a family that we wouldn't normally do. Maybe we'll go on a canoe trip together or, you know, take, take us a, take a, a special trip out that's outside of the, the normal routine. And soon after we implemented this love box, I was knelt down in our um, living area next to the wood stove. And I was praying there. I was actually not praying out loud. I was just praying in my mind. And 
I become very aware that somebody is stood right by me. Isn't that amazing how you can yes. you know somebody's there even though your eyes are closed? And at a convenient point in the prayer, I opened my eyes and looked up, and there was my son, my six-year-old son at the time. He had the biggest smile on his face. It was, I said, Caleb, tell me about it. He just burst in to say something. He said, can I put a love in the box? And I said, why? He says, well, you know you showed me how to make my bed. Well, I made my bed, and then I was coming out of my bedroom, which is right opposite his sister's bedroom, and I looked in her room, and she hadn't done her bed, so I went in and did it. And oh. I thought, oh, bless his heart. He was so excited that he had done something kind. Because he sister. knew, he understood what we were meaning about this atmosphere and how each one of us with the little things that we do could affect the change in that atmosphere. And he understood it even at six years old. That's precious. And, and it is the little things that make a difference, isn't it? It, it really is. is. Oftentimes we think uh, as men, and I'm sure there's a lot of men, when they think, okay, do something kind for the wife, it's got to be flowers. <laughs> but, you know, I have oftentimes just, you know, I'm sat at my desk and maybe I'm on the phone and, you know, I've just got a pair of scissors and a sticky note and I'm just, you know, cutting out a heart. Or, to tell you the honest truth, sometimes I haven't even got scissors to hand, <laughs> so I kind of fold the paper in half and, you know, tear out a heart. And then, you know, when I'm off the phone, I'll just go and I'll stick it on her shoulder or stick it in the kitchen or whatever and just a smile, just to let her know, sweetie, I'm thinking of you. And it's, it's so small that I'm sure some of our viewers would be tempted to think, oh, that's, you don't know our home. That's never going to change our home. Well, try it. I challenge you, try it and see. And you'll be amazed because life is made up of those little things. And all of a sudden, you'll find somebody who wouldn't talk to you or somebody who would always give you a hard time. You know, the Bible calls it heaping coals on, yes. on the head. All of a sudden, you'll find them responding in a sweeter way. But even if they don't, don't do it for that reason. Do it for the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I still have... Uh, uh, drawer full of things that my husband has done like that over, you know, just little notes that I just can't part with that he <laughs> would leave when he was going out of town, stick them under my pillow or in a pillow or something. I had one quite embarrassing moment, I guess it was, I was sharing room with uh, the vice president of our uh, conference and we were at ASI together and I pulled out my shirt out of my bag that my wife had packed for me and I didn't know, but out with the shirt came all these foam loves all over the floor, <laughs> all over the place. And I, I held it up and I said to my friend, I says, well, I guess my wife and family are thinking of me. Yeah. <laughs> and darling. he found them for the rest of that week because they were tucked in every little corner that we could put them. And you know, the beauty is, is as you engage, and I really want to encourage our viewers, this is not just what you have the children do. This is what you participate in with your children. If you, if you say, children, this is your love box and you go ahead and fill it, it'll never get off the ground. You've got to be there with them, involved in it. So I said to the children, what should we do for daddy's suitcase? And they then get the enthusiasm. They rush off to get the little hearts and they're making little pictures. And, and one time, Kayla put one of his soft toys in there in daddy's suitcase and all kinds of things daddy went with. Oh, but you know, the children are engaged and they're involved. And that's what makes the difference. Parents, we cannot just give this package to our children and say, go ahead, do it, because it won't happen. They want our involvement. And when we're involved and they're involved, we're encouraging each other along. 
And then you suddenly find yourself with the kind of atmosphere that you've been longing for. And so this heart-shaped love box, what you're doing is then putting little heart-shaped foams in it. And once it's filled, that's for every act of kindness. Or it can, be a it can be every, whatever it is that you're centering on that you see as the need you have as a family. That's so good. it can be kindness, or maybe it's picking up after each other, or maybe it's speaking words of courtesy and love, or maybe it's forgiveness. Whatever need it is the Lord brings, because we don't just keep it on one thing. We keep it fairly general, but, you know, I sometimes, you know, when you buy gas, sometimes you get double points. I say to the children, you know, because Karen and I have been talking and there's a weakness, there's, there's a bit of bickering going on between the children. We say double when you're kind to each other, children. Okay. Double points. Double so that points gets that thing week. filling up. <laughs> and so once it's filled up, then you're going to do something really as a family that's special. But now let me ask you, because something tells me that there could be someone out who is watching us right now, and maybe you're saying, oh, please give me a break. If I can't see that my family would be so sweet all of the time. and they may be saying to themselves, can't you overdo this? Can there be too much sunshine in a family? They can. They're, they really can. And, um, you know, just going back to the atmosphere, what happens if you get too much sun? <laughs> you get burned. Heat stroke. And that's, that's not good, or you get heat stroke. And if we, it may seem strange that we can have too much sun, but we can have too much sun, and we can have too much uh, well, it's not really kindness because kindness can bleed over then into um, an indulgence, a wrong kind of indulgence. So when I, I don't want to leave our viewers thinking, oh, okay, so you know I've kind of been hard on them now. I've got to be kind on them, and then they start doing things that are obviously wrong that, that you don't want them to grow up with those traits of, char traits of character. So you say, well, never mind. I'm, I'm on the kindness routine now. No, we need to mix that kindness and that courtesy. We need to mix it with firmness. The two have to stand side by side. Um, if, you, if you are just all hardness and instruction and do this, that's one extreme. If it's all uh, love and the children can never do a thing wrong, to me that's the other extreme. The se secret of success is to have both those things there. And... I'm starting to think along the lines of extreme parenting. We've got to be extremely loving to our children, give yes. them every ounce of encouragement, but we have, to, uh, we have to toe the line as well. And they have to know that there are those boundaries and they don't move. Just well, it's just as our Heavenly Father deals with us. Amen. He is the ultimate of love because He yes. is love. But we know that when we push on those boundaries, we will reap natural consequences when yes. we go out of His will. Mm -hmm. And so it's bringing that into our homes for the atmosphere there. So it's, just a word to parents. Don't, don't take the softer virtues, as I would call them, to such an extreme that they knock out the firmer virtues. Because we have seen that happen in families as well. And the yes. children grow up actually disliking the parents because they never called them to account in some of those areas. So why don't you take just the moment that we have left and look into our camera and tell those at home, just kind of summarize what Sunshine in the Home is all about. Well, as we shared with you, Sunshine in the Home came as a result of us realizing it wasn't there. And if you find your home as a home where harsh words are used frequently, where the children are more treated as an inconvenience, 
Then I challenge you, the first thing I would challenge you is to go to your knees and say, oh Lord, please help me. Because it's natural. That's just how we are down this far down the line in the human race. We are terribly selfish. We need to go to God, ask him for a new heart, and then by his grace, and we haven't really shared that in this interview, but it's only by his grace this will happen. Don't try it in your own strength, if you know what I mean by that. Seek the Lord and then put some effort and some time into your children, into your young people, into your wife. Ask the Lord to give you natural opportunities. This is something very practical you can do. Ask the Lord to give you natural opportunities in the day. Ask him to remind you. And I guarantee if you're willing to do that, the Lord will give you opportunity and you will have sunshine at home. Amen. Well, Paul, thank you so much for all that you've brought to the program today. And Carolyn, we are so glad that we have had the rains with us today, except that we've been talking about sunshine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much for the ministry that you're doing. We certainly appreciate it. 